Uh, go on then, you start. Stop talking then. <laughs> okay, now you start. You can start now. Why don't you start now, Mia? <laughs> now you can start. I'm going to kill you. Hello, everybody. <laughs> oh my was. God. That was like, good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> I think maybe that, that is great. what I was going for. Uh, welcome back to another episode of I'm Good, actually, um, with your sexy presenters, Mia and Morsh. <laughs> That's us, Please. by the way. I certainly don't feel very sexy today, but you know, I'll take and neither it. Neither do I, but you know, they, it's it's all audio. They don't know. Oh yeah, we are. We look very sexy, like we, we do every day. Fit, like just sat here in our seven-inch stilettos, full face of makeup, <laughs> just ready to go. Uh, not quite. No, not quite. But um, yeah, we're back again. Thanks everyone for your feedback on the last episode. I actually think that was the funniest episode we've ever done. I mean, as I put, oh, for people that follow me on my personal Instagram, as I put early, earlier, I've now decided that this podcast is award winning. <laughs> yes, you have. And we have been discussing what awards we think we deserve. I can't even remember what we said. Um, your first one was GQ Man of the Year. <laughs> Such a dick. I followed up with Pride of Britain Award, obviously. And then we, in then... unison, both went, Rear of the Year. <laughs> I love that. Which, let's be honest, I'm never going to be able to win Rear of the Year. I've got the flattest ass in the world. Do you? Yeah, it's shit. I mean, you've got to have something wrong with you, so I'm going to accept that you have got a flat ass, and that's fine. I love that you're suggesting that's the only thing wrong with me. I mean, looks-wise, personality-wise, there's a there's a big list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, so yeah, we're award-winning podcast. Yeah. We won all of these awards yesterday, which was fun times we were spent the whole day going around various award ceremonies i don't know why i'm continuing this life <laughs> sorry i like it yeah the back the backstory helps i always think this is like that lie you told last week about when the queen tried to chat you up in a bar i don't i don't know what lie you're talking about i told a very very true story and i'm glad that i've finally been able to tell my truth okay me too that's what this podcast is for it is speaking it is. of not really how are you updates how's life going <laughs> Uh, life was going okay up until, uh, it wasn't same as always. <laughs> I've had, because I'm obviously just doing the rounds of every illness known to man. I've had quite yeah. a decent cold this week. Um, now I've got a cough, which is fun. Mm. Um, and I didn't go to sleep until last time I looked at my phone, it was half four this morning. My alarm was due to go off at seven and nice. I slept through it. And then I did that weird thing, you know, when you just wake up and then immediately, like before I'd even registered what I was doing, I looked at my alarm clock and saw it was 17 minutes past eight and I have to get the half eight train. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was fun. And then I scrambled around trying to get ready to catch the train, the one that was 10 minutes later, and then got to the platform and it was cancelled. So I had of to course. stand on the platform for 10 minutes like a fucking idiot. And I was That's like, this, so is, annoying. this is very textbook Monday. Yeah, that was a ve- that's a very Monday Monday. Mm. Um, but yeah, so the only way is up, and I'm still awake. I don't know how I've managed to stay awake all day. And here we are. You're, you're doing it. You're, you're powering through. I'm nailing it. You are. So yeah, that's all the goss I've got. I haven't oh. got anything else. I know, I need to stop. Like, you have all this exciting gossip, and I'm just like, yeah, so this is what's wrong with my health this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've got. I might have a couple of dates later on in the week couple of dates ladies well, and gentlemen you, know. you heard it here first making up for lost time yeah it's like the universe has gone oh my god we forgot about morsh we stitched her up all year quick chuck some good <laughs> shit her way so yeah um so hopefully i'll have some better updates for you next week something a bit more interesting at least yeah but you probably won't talk about it because you'll miss coy well i had to keep my cards close to my chest mm. Fair. I'm giving her a really creepy unlike look me. that you can't see. Yeah, unlike Mia, that's like <laughs> he had a seven-inch penis. <laughs> I don't think I've ever discussed size on this. Podcast. I mean, that's probably the only thing you haven't. But that's why we love <laughs> you. That's why we love you. Thanks. So, what's your goss? I haven't really got any. I've just been in. I've been in a bit of a mental health brain fog mm-hmm. for like the last week or so stupid head over here forgot to take her meds for a couple days Mm -hmm. and it kind of triggered a bit of a 
downward spiral that I've been kind of clawing my way back out of. Definitely better today. Like I've spent a lot of days in bed just going no to the world. Yeah, I must admit, like I know this is about you, but I've found it quite frustrating as someone that requires your attention for like (laughs) 20 hours a day. And I want you to send me TikToks and I want you to reply to my, I must send you approximately 450 WhatsApp messages a day. I think that's a low estimate. Yeah, I wasn't getting a lot back from you this week. No, I'm sorry. So yeah, next time you decide to have like a mental health break, can you just think about how that affects me? Because it's sad. Yeah, of course. That was actually a joke. Don't cancel me for not caring about me as many <laughs> I mean, she says it was a joke, but there's like at least 25% truth in there for sure. Oh, yeah. Like I wouldn't have said it if I wasn't actually. I'm doing that thing where, you know, when you're like, ha ha, I'm joking, but I'm actually not. Pull your shit together. I need some new TikTok. <laughs> I need some attention. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you're feeling better, though. Yeah. I just put my Christmas tree up, which is very out of character. That is very out of character. And do you know what? I'm I'm triggered by Christmas. And yeah. you've you've triggered me. So once again, your mental health has affected mine. Great. <laughs> I don't think it was because of my mental health. It was literally I just had like a spare £35 in cash from selling a rowing machine. And I was like, if I don't buy it now, the kids won't have a Christmas tree, but I will have wine. So I thought I better just be sensible. Sorry, where was the rowing machine? And why have I been to your house and we've never got drunk and fucked around on it i don't think it was here when you were here it's still in a barn at my mum's house that makes her sound very fancy i'd like to clarify (laughs) she is not it was in the rowing barn sorry (laughs) yeah it was in the stables with all her ponies (laughs) all right fine yeah that's about it well did you have a nice time putting the tree up no the kids fought the whole time it pissed me off (laughs) okay (laughs) well merry christmas And obviously I'm going to take all the decorations off and redo it once they've gone to bed because they've done a fucking terrible job, as is tradition. Yeah, yeah, that's standard, isn't it? Yeah, but there's twinkly lights now and that always helps, doesn't it? Well, or not. We had this discussion earlier. So because I'm triggered by Christmas, (laughs) and I'd say triggered just to explain a little bit, obviously like bad shit that has happened to me in my life has always happened in like December and around Christmas so I've had like quite a few bad Christmases so while I'm like largely okay about everything that's happened now I still find like if I the thing that triggers me the most is walking into shops and hearing Christmas music Mm. and I think it just reminds me of like Christmas shopping and even going out to get fucking lunch when I was like at my lowest I think that's why it kind of just takes me back to that place yeah um so I'm really reluctant to like put the Christmas tree up like I really I want to get that back but I feel like it will take a bit of time yeah but Mia was like well just put the tree up because some <laughs> twinkly lights will help and I if you follow me on Instagram you would have probably seen a picture of my bedroom at night like I've got fairy lights fucking everywhere in a desperate <laughs> attempt to try and just create some serotonin and I was like no my fucking bedroom looks like Santa's grotto and I'm still depressed so a Christmas tree is not going to fucking help. I'd just like to clarify before anyone is massively disappointed if you do go and follow Morsh on Instagram. When she says you might have seen pictures of the inside of her bedroom at night, it's not the spicy content you're hoping for. No, no, it's literally like me reading a book and taking a picture of a fairy. <laughs> it's her latest cross stitch. Uh, come on, don't make me sound like a granny. It's not untrue though, is it? <sighs> oh, okay, fine. All right. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> I mean, it is true, so I'm like... You've just shut me up there, haven't you? Fine. Fucking hell, finally. This week, we are going to be talking about children. We're coming at this from two very different angles, because obviously Mia is a single mum to two beautiful, very funny children. (laughs) And I am single and childless and not, I wouldn't say desperate for a kid, but I really want kids. I've really wanted them for a long time. And yeah, it's pretty hardcore. Like yeah. knowing that you want something and you actually like, it's not in your power to have it. But we're going to discuss that. Yeah. So Mia. Hello. Fantastic. We're going to start with you. All right then. Why don't you tell us what it's like to be a single mum in 500 words or less? Ooh, I could do it in probably about three. <laughs> Fucking exhausting most of the time. It is a lot because so much of it does tend to fall on the mum unfortunately we are still in such a 
the way that society is set up, it is still very gendered with parenting. So all the the emotional work of it tends to fall on the mother. Mm -hmm. And also like not having someone in the house. Like when I was in a relationship and I had two kids, it was a very different situation because I could, if I was knackered or if I was feeling shit or if I had work to do or this, that and the other, I could be like, Mm -hmm. look, can you just do this tonight? Can you pick the kids up from school? Can you put the kids to bed? Can you cook tea? But when it's just you in the house, it all is on you. And that's not to say that my kids don't see their dads. They do. And their dads are both very hands on. But it is still majority on me, which is fine. That was my choice as well. I wouldn't change that. Mm -hmm. But it is just it's it's tiring. But to totally flip reverse that, I actually think I prefer it. Really? Yeah, I think I find it easier not having to explain or justify any like any of your choices or also just um, not expecting someone else to be picking up the pieces. So when I when the kids get home from school, I know that it's on me. I know that I've got to cook their dinner clean the kitchen get them ready for bed get them to bed get them settled and there's such a level of resentment sometimes with when you're parenting with somebody because you want them to do that stuff without you asking and quite often they don't and I found that so much more frustrating and knackering than just fucking doing it and knowing that it's all on me so I've just got to get on with it is it almost like yeah exactly like you just said like you know it's just you yeah so you don't have that annoyance really yeah I get that yeah I mean I think you have that in relationships with everything don't you like who's gonna do the cleaning up who's gonna do this who's gonna do that but I can imagine it's like 10 times worse when you've got kids and you're like they're your fucking kids too like do stop (laughs) yeah there's definite Mm. moments of that when you're parenting with someone so I don't I don't hate being a single mum I love it and it does allow me my free time when the kids do go to their dads you know I have more freedom without it sort of feeling like you're doing something wrong in a relationship I wasn't made to feel like that just to be very clear but you can sometimes feel guilty if you're like every other weekend you're like oh I'm going out with my mates Mm -hmm. whereas when it's just me I've got every other weekend they're at their dads I get to still have that side of me that is like the me side of me I'm not just a mum because I get that time to not be just a mum and I know I'm very lucky in that that I am co-parenting with dads who actually bother to see their kids Mm -hmm. not everyone has that luck yeah in procreation yeah I get that I don't know how much you want to touch on this but as obviously someone that's famously went through a fucking hardcore breakup I Mm -hmm. honestly don't know how I could have got through that if I had anybody apart from myself to worry about yeah so when you went through that just what was it like when you've got the kids there it's fucking rough like it's really really hard and you know it's the same as whenever I go through like a mental health dip because that is something that I face semi-regularly and will do forever and have done since both of them were born Mm -hmm. it is it's so hard because even the most basic things of just like climbing out of bed to make their breakfast and brush their teeth and get them to the school bus on time is it just feels impossible when all you want to do Mm -hmm. is just lie in bed for another 72 hours it is really really hard but again I think at the same time is you just fucking have to so in some ways I think it maybe even pulls you out of it quicker because you've got no choice I was just about to say that does it almost like kind of force you to not that it's like something you can just snap out of if you want to but you know what I mean does it almost like force you to get your ass up because like I said for me I've got the luxury of if I was like severely depressed like Mm. I could just fucking lay in bed no one would care but you yeah. literally don't have that. So I did wonder if it does it because I can imagine it's probably 50 50, right? Sometimes it helps having them. And sometimes you think you are the last fucking thing I want to <laughs> deal with right now, which yeah. is just a normal human thing. It doesn't make you a bad mom. It's just mentally in your head. Yeah, I think every every parent feels like that, like whether they're a single parent, whether in the relationship, whether they have mental health issues or they don't. I think every parent on the planet has days when they just look at their kids and go oh my god would you just fuck off for a minute mm, yeah so was it like hardcore having to tell the kids we like when you broke up with your last ex like was it something that worried you I mean I know obviously there's gonna be like adjustments for the kids afterwards uh yeah I was I was absolutely bricking it about telling them like was really really worried especially for my eldest because she was 10 so obviously she had a lot more understanding of things but Like they just, people always say kids are resilient and obviously, yes, they are. That's obviously to a degree because trauma, we all have childhood trauma, but like they both just took it on the, on the chin and like, just, yeah, 
got on with it. It was hard. We made sure we told them together, literally sat here in my bed. We all sat on the bed together and had a conversation about it and just explained that like, you know, did the whole, mm. it's not that any of us don't love you. It's, we all still love each other. We're still a family, yeah. but we're just going to live in different houses. Because you waited, didn't you, until um, your ex was actually ready to yeah. like, leave the house. Because I can imagine that would have been like super confusing if you'd said to them, like, we're not in a relationship. But then day to day, they were seeing things that were really similar to when you were in a relationship. Like, Yeah, that was our main reason. Like, that's why we waited. Um, that was mostly for my youngest, I think. I think my eldest could have, like, understood it a bit more. Um, again, because she mm-hmm. was that much older. But, yeah, my youngest would have been four yeah and he just wouldn't have had a concept of that and it was like there's no point in telling them now and then having these constant confused conversations when we can just tell them and then it changes and then it makes sense like this Mm. is we're telling you now because it's changing tomorrow and it's going to be like that Mm. and that's how it is it felt like the best approach so how do you think having kids affects your dating life now and like any potential sausage <laughs> probably but just said that uh, <laughs> sorry not just sausage sausage or clam thank you <laughs> sausage or clam sorry i mean it's definitely it's it's a factor in the thought process like right from the start like we discussed it on the first dates episode like how we both like chatting to someone getting a date in quick get on with it I tend to be looking on the dating apps when I've not got anything to do of an evening which is generally when I've got my kids so I'll match with someone at the like start of like a 10 to 14 day stint of having the kids (laughs) and then it's like well I'm free and then also obviously I'm not just filling my weekends up with dates like I have friends I have plans so it'll literally be like (laughs) well I'm free three Saturdays from now for about four hours like it's just it is a nightmare even just with the dating and then There's also the whole thing of like, when do you tell them you have kids? I do have it on my profiles. I was going to ask if you had that on your profile. I'm considering removing it just because of some um, discussion points that La 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 Let Me Explain has had on her Instagram recently. Mm -hmm. that there is actually a risk factor. There are men who literally target women with kids. And I'm like, oh, that's not great. So I'm tempted to remove it for the kids' safety. Yeah, I kind of get you because these are all things that obviously just don't really register in my brain day to day. And I obviously follow Lala as well. And when I saw that on the story, I was like, Jesus, I never would have thought of that as just like completely naively. Yeah, because you always just believe that everyone's normal like you and isn't any (laughs) danger. Um, And yeah, that's insane. And I completely, I think I would feel the same. Because I like, I liked having it on there because I remember when I was first on the apps, like years ago, like a decade ago, Mm -hmm. I don't think you could put it on then. I think it was only Tinder then as well. I don't think there was an option or still is an option on there. Mm -hmm. And I used to, and because I was a young mum as well, like, you know, I was like, 22 23 at this point with a young child Mm -hmm. Uh, it wasn't expected that I might have kids like at this age now 80% of the people I see on dating apps have children Mm -hmm. but at that age like I hated like being like when do I tell them I have kids like thinking it's somehow I don't know reflected on me in some way Mm. it's a really weird one like the amount of guys that for some unknown reason, when you start chatting and they're like, they've seen you've got kids, they'll ask like, oh, how many kids have you got? How old? Blah, blah, blah. And then they always seem to lead on to, do they still see their dad? Is he still in their life? And I'm like, why are you asking me this? Oh, what really? Is that it's so weird. I wonder what that is. I wonder if it's like a kind of fragile masculinity thing. If they're thinking this guy that you once loved and had a relationship with is obviously still in the picture. So it's always something that's going to be like in the background to worry about because it's it's almost like, well, it's like having an ex hanging around, isn't it? It is having an ex hanging around all the time. Yeah. But can you imagine like I would never ask a guy on a dating app like, oh, are you still in the kid's life then? Like just not in not within like the first fucking couple messages maybe like three months down the line it's interesting that it's something that is always asked of men and not women yeah because we're expected to just stick around yeah so like when you tell these guys that you've got kids they don't say oh do you still see them like Like they assume they live with me expected that you do yeah it's crazy isn't it that yeah well women aren't allowed to do that men are women aren't (laughs) yeah how long does it take you to introduce people to the kids? Like, I, I assume it's not like a set amount of time, but... I don't know. I think it. there's so many factors involved. I 
this is something I read quite a lot up on earlier this year for like the psychological like take on what child psychologists say would be a good amount of time I personally just think you don't know that your relationship is really going somewhere until at least six months and before that the kids don't need to be involved they don't need to be involved for their own sake of if this doesn't work out and that's another person that they've lost in their lives Mm. but they also don't need to be involved because why do you want your kids there like enjoy this time before it gets real and you're having to do everything as like a little family outing yeah so I think six months I think if it was someone if it was someone that I've been friends with for years and then we ended up like falling into a relationship Mm -hmm. I think that would change it slightly Mm. but yeah if it was someone that I met dated and we got together I would say six months see this is this like viewpoint from me is probably gonna get me cancelled or at least it's probably gonna people with kids are probably gonna listen to me and be like oh my god but like I said I've just got no experience of it so I'm just thinking out loud like obviously I don't know this for sure but I I don't know how I would react if I had started seeing someone that I knew had a kid and then if like four months down the line like I was completely sold if I felt like that about someone that had kids but it took months and months and months for me to meet them would it make me question how they felt about me and how serious they were about me which is a really selfish thing to think but like I said because I don't have kids and I've just got no experience of anything to do with that I've never dated someone that's got kids I am coming at this from a very selfish point of view but and, and I don't know if it just would still make me feel like that even though it shouldn't I don't know if I'd be like I am bloody ready. Like I like think I'm falling in love with you. As far as I'm concerned, this is it. So why are you not introducing me to your kids? Because you, why don't you think that too? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I totally get that, and I can I can understand that a lot of people would feel like that, and I think it probably it would have to be a very like explained conversation with mm-hmm. that person, but. At the end of the day, like, I do have to put my kids before the discomfort of somebody that I'm dating. Yeah. Because it's just what you've got to do. But I think yeah. I would probably feel the same when I have kids. Like, yeah, I think the thing is with that answering kind of my own question, I think the key there is just like maximum communication, isn't it? Yeah. Which is something that men can't do. Yeah. So we're all fucked, basically. So next question. Have you ever had an issue with introducing the kids to someone and they haven't liked them? And it's caused like issues. And do you think that would change things for you if it did? What the kids don't like the person or the person doesn't like the kids? The kids don't like the person. No, I don't think so. I think so with Fox, he's never I've never introduced him to anyone because Mm -hmm since me and my ex split up we haven't um I haven't dated anyone seriously enough with my eldest don't think so I think she pretty much liked everyone like she was I mean she's a very likable kid and she was even more likable as a toddler to be fair so oh my god she was so fucking (laughs) gorgeous I mean she's gorgeous now but when she was a toddler she was ridiculous oh yeah it was insane she was like a little like little cherub she's like a little Disney princess she even had like those big eyeballs like a Disney princess like fuck knows how she came from you mate because she was (laughs) beautiful Oh, bless her. Yeah, so I think, and she was she was just quite a happy kid. Like, all you have to do is talk to her for a bit. And she's always been pretty chill. I mean, we have, yeah. we've all sat and had discussions over the dinner table and stuff. Like, Fox calls the other side of my bed, his side of the bed, all the time. And I, <laughs> I have to constantly be like, it's not your side. Like, it's all my bed. You've got your bed. And he's like, no. And I said to him, I was like, well, what if I get a boyfriend or girlfriend and... That, like they come and live with us what will happen then and he just completely deadpan was like oh well I'll still sleep in your bed and they can sleep in my bed <laughs> do you remember that was what you did to me last time I came down to stay with you I was going to share your bed and I was like I'm looking forward to getting in bed with Mia and watching TikTok videos and having a gossip before we go to sleep and then Fox was like absolutely fucking not and I had to sleep in Fox's single yep. bed on my own <laughs> yeah yeah he said also I think that he's he's the kid that's going to be like a mission to impress for any potential suitors like you've got to work for that kid he is hard to impress I had to bury an entire fucking hole in the sand for him to get into for him to even talk to me do you remember and he still can't get your name right (laughs) he calls me Marsh (laughs) Auntie Marsh (laughs) but yeah it's not something I faced yet if 
if that did happen, it would be it would be so difficult. Like I think, especially you know, we've all seen the films where like the mum meets this guy and the kids don't like him, and it turns out they're right all along. Like I feel like mm. kids and animals. Like if a kid is really repulsed by a person, you've got to be a bit like, okay, what's wrong with you? The thing is, like, I feel like there's a fine line between a kid having an instinct about not liking someone and it being like a serious thing, and yeah. a kid just kind of kicking off because things are changing and they don't understand it and they don't like that the dynamics changing yeah and I think it's really hard to like work out how to kind like not who to trust because I'm not saying you shouldn't have like you wouldn't trust your kid but you know what I mean like yeah there's a very fine line between it being a genuine concern that you should actually pay attention to and them just lashing out yeah I think if they were just like you can kind of tell when it's a kid who's feeling like overwhelmed and just struggling with the change and stuff and I think if if that was the case when I introduce him to someone then it would be a case of like backing off that person again for a bit and like re-going in another month or another two months so it's very much just dipping your toe in the waters and like the first time I'd introduce my kids to a person as well it wouldn't be like a let's all go out for dinner and sit down and formally introduce you it's like a oh let's accidentally in quotations like run into each other at this park and then you can come and join us for a few hours and just like hang out. Oh I see so it would initially start by them just being around like the same type like as when I first met Fox and like he's just mm. like oh Auntie Marsh blah 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 and then after a while you like yeah. know more and more and it's kind of oh right I see yeah that makes yeah. a lot more sense and just being like this is your new dad yeah I wouldn't do that with my eldest I would I would tell her um I think mm-hmm. she is older and she's mature and she'd you know I'd have the conversation with her also she's not stupid mm-hmm. she'd figure out in seconds but yeah I think with Fox for the time being I'd keep it way more cash especially if they had children too if we were all meeting at the same time like that's just mm. keep it low-key like no touchy-feely no physical contact no making out on the sofa mm. in front of them <laughs> I would never do that to clarify I was gonna say is that something that you do anyway yeah all the time <laughs> do you want more kids no no oh really no, no I am shut up for business absolutely not no 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 no. never no I'm done no was that clear enough <laughs> you don't sound sure about it <laughs> What would you do if you met someone and was like, you are literally the male version of Morsh, aka best thing since sliced bread, yeah. and they really wanted kids? What would you do? And then they're not the person for me because I know that I'm done and I would never want to stop somebody else if that's something they really wanted. It's never going to be my place to stop them having their own children. I just know I don't want to go back to newborn. I don't want to be pregnant again. I just, I'm getting the freedom back of having kids that are getting older Mm. and it's just no part of me that wants to to do it again also come on three kids by three different baby daddies a little bit jeremy kyle (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding that's not that's not the actual issue but no i'm just done and yeah if i could meet the most perfect person in the world but if they desperately wanted kids and i didn't then they they're not the perfect person that's the only way i can look at it okay that was a very comprehensive answer i'm very impressed thanks if i could get my ovaries out tomorrow i think i genuinely would if you could get your ovaries out yeah what like just whack them out no like lay them on a table oh (laughs) not like a pair of tits wang your ovaries out (laughs) i could see from your face you were really not understanding what i was saying and i was like well i was thinking how would that help any situation (laughs) to be able to pull your ovaries out um sorry my last question Mm -hmm. is the school pick up and drop off situation an appropriate place to pick up hot dads or mums (laughs) well first of all I don't actually go to the school because there's a school bus and I'm the only parent at that school bus stop so that okay is the first hindrance on that plan Mm -hmm. I think it has happened I'm sure people have like hooked up with other parents from school it's got to happen yeah it happens loads yeah it has to I mean maybe more so like when we were still living in Bristol like the old school that we used to go to was massive Mm -hmm. and so there was like thousands of parents every morning whereas now like Fox is at a tiny village school (laughs) with like less than 100 kids in the whole school where I know every parent it's not really the hot spot for, for chat lines yeah I'll let you know it's the school nativity next week I'll let you know if there's any hot dads around oh yeah please do
That sounded so pervy. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it really did. I don't know how I'd feel about someone hitting on me at the school <laughs> school gates. Also, you've seen the state of me in a morning. <laughs> I'm not exactly about to get hit on at school drop off. <laughs> I am not the glam mum at the school gates. I am in an oversized hoodie and sweat. Literally, what I'm wearing right now: an oversized hoydie, sweatpants, no makeup, yeah, and hair fair. in a scrunchie. Um, not I'm fears. done, and I need a wee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so keeping that in. <laughs> All right, let's switch over, shall we? Um, you do not have children, but you hide them. True. So t- tell me about that. Um, yeah, so I've wanted kids for quite a while. Um, I think the main anxiety that I have in my life with the age that I am now is about not having kids I'm aware that I've I'm running out of time uh I'm still quite young and I know that there are people that are older than me that have obviously had kids and I haven't completely run out of time but every birthday is a bit like oh I'm another year older to being too old yeah um and yeah it's just a bit scary and I think of all the things that worry me about still being single at my age, that's probably the biggest one because there is a time limit on it. Yeah. Um, everything else like marriage, uh, just f- like you can meet someone when you're 80, like there's, there's no time limit on anything, yeah. but obviously my body will get to a point where it just can't have kids anymore. And that's out of my control. And that's what's scary about it. That all of this is like out of my control. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. With the feeling of running out of co- of no running out of control well yeah that too and (laughs) running out of time has Uh that made you like explore other options like going alone um like you know with a sperm donor or freezing your eggs or potentially adoption uh I've definitely thought about it I think the main thing for me is the financial aspect of that um all of those things are very expensive, not only to do in mm-hmm. terms of like IVF, freezing your eggs and stuff, but also the financial aspect of once, even if I did do it on my own, affording a baby and all the stuff that comes with a baby yeah. on one person's salary yeah. is obviously a big deal. But also I think for me, half of it is the financial aspect of it, but half of it is that I still am holding on to that want that I've had since I was younger of wanting to do it with someone and wanting to have that family unit and while I've got family and friends that are classed as family I think there's it's I think you'll agree that it's different than having a relationship and a partner who you've got kids with like that family can never be replicated with friends yeah sister like anything like it is different so yeah I think part of me is that part of the problem is the financial bit but obviously part of the problem is that I still want that whole situation yeah just I I don't just want a baby I want a person that is in love with me and I am in love with to want to have a baby with me and we will do it together and it will be like a big thing that we do yeah no I totally get that like I think I imagine that's how most people envision doing it to be fair and there's nothing wrong with people that do it differently um I mean obviously your friend lives alone she's done it all on her own which is completely I've got nothing but admiration for that and if I do think I would feel very differently about it if my finances were different yeah um if I was one of those people that could afford it that didn't have to really worry about money I definitely think I would be considering doing it alone a lot more than I am I think it's because I know it's out of my control and even if I wanted to I couldn't it's just not really something that I factor in at the moment yeah I think that's the thing as well with like Liv like she ended up having to sell her house to pay for Mm. treatment and then pay for childcare because it was you know a one income household and having to cover childcare which is the most fucking obnoxious spending in this country it's so fucking stupid like and I've got a friend who's been trying to get pregnant on her own and again with her she has used up every penny of from a house sale like it just it's so much money like even just the first like couple of testings before you even get to like buying the sperm and stuff like it it is insane Mm. but like I said it's not just that did you know that like you buy the sperm and like you can either have it like if you're having like IUI where they just put the sperm in you that you can have Mm. it as it comes or you have to pay to have it washed what like it's another payment thing you have to do basically i think they wash like the seminal fluid off of the actual sperm but you have to pay again and that gives you more of a chance it's like 
all the way through like I had no idea about any of this until my friend was going mm. through it but all the way through there's these like tiny little costs and it is insane yeah it's just not accessible yeah it's not accessible at all and it's not even like obviously I would never do this to anyone who is potentially thinking of dating me but you get so many people that make jokes about it and they're like oh just trap someone like just get pregnant by someone but like I said yeah. it's not just the financial aspect of it is not just about the freezing of the eggs and the IVF and all of that stuff. It is literally just affording a baby once yeah. you've got it. Like it's yeah, extortion, like you said, childcare costs, food, like everything they need. It's just, I just know I can't afford it at the moment. So yeah. it's on my radar for sure. And I wish I could afford it, but because it's not, it's just not a... Have you um, been to the doctors and had any kind of like fertility testing to like see your like egg count or anything like that? I haven't. And... Uh, I think I haven't because that scares me. Um, yeah. I think over the years since I've been sexually active, if we're getting all <laughs> um, doing the proper words for it, I think since the years that I've done that, there's been so many times where I've kind of slipped up or something's happened and I could have got pregnant and I haven't, that I've always had that worry that I'm like, how have I been that lucky that many times? Because yeah. I've never had to have an abortion. And part of me panics that it's because I can't actually have kids and I don't know. Yeah. So... I think I'm sure a lot of people feel like that too but part of it's that but also part of it's just I think if I found out that I couldn't have them or that I actually was running out of time it would make me panic but there's still nothing I can do about it so I would kind of rather be in blissful ignorance and just cracking on hoping that it can happen and then at the time where I can do something about it I want that to be the time when I find out and if it's too late that's just how it be sometimes and I hope yeah. it's, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I totally get that. I just don't feel like, I don't feel like knowing would, I wouldn't be able to change anything yeah. if I knew. It would just make me really fucking anxious and sad. So what's the point? Yeah, it's not, it's not like if they told you your eggs are declining now, it's, it wouldn't make it any more affordable for you to freeze them, no. would it? So no. And like you said, you'd think other people feel like that. I've had that conversation with so many friends around our age where they're like, oh, but like I was such a little, I was so stupid in my teens, my 20s, but I never Mm. got accidentally knocked up. And it's like, yeah, but I mean, that isn't, I don't think you can use that as a decider. I I don't think you can either. I think that's just me. And you know, like when you just have anxiety about silly things, you know, like when you say something and your friends are like, what are you talking about? As if that's (laughs) true. But in your head, you're like, oh my God, maybe. Yeah, no, I totally get the fear. Yeah. Like today when I Googled what a wheezy cough was like and they, one of the symptoms of it was heart failure. And I was like, (laughs) oh, okay, I'm going to die then. And my sister was like, you're not going to, you haven't got heart failure. You've just got a cough. So it's exactly that, you know, just like when you panic like internally about something that deep down, you know, is probably not the genuine reason. The best thing about how you worded that then as well is you mixed your words up. So it's sounded like heart failure was a symptom of having a wheezy cough like how do I know if my cough's wheezy or your heart fails (laughs) okay I didn't mean to fuck it up thanks for highlighting that (laughs) a wheezy cough is a symptom of heart failure people so if you've got a wheezy cough just be careful because your heart might give out oh brilliant just pass your panic on to everyone else why not so uh, wanting kids when it comes to dating and Mm -hmm. meeting new people and stuff do you find that puts a pressure on like wanting to find the right person quicker or does it put the pressure on like wanting to have that conversation quicker to make sure they also want kids? Um, I don't think it's putting the pressure on trying to find someone quicker because I want that just as much as I want kids. It's not like I'm trying to meet someone just as a pathway to children. So I want that to happen quickly for me, but because I want that on its Mm -hmm. own. In terms of like dating apps and stuff, they tend to, you can tend to have it as an option on your profile as to whether you want kids or you don't, whether you have them or you don't. Um, so I don't necessarily think it puts the pressure on even having the conversation because if it's not on their profile, I don't know. I think it's just the age that we are, that I am now. Like you you tend to have those conversations pretty quickly anyway, in like a really casual, Mm. I don't know. I suppose the the couple of dates that I've had, like within one or two, I'm like, you kind of just get onto that subject and it's not like a, we need to have a serious chat about this. It's just a, you chit chatting about stuff and you're like, Oh, like, do you want kids? And they're like, yeah well no and you're like okay fine but like I said nine times out of ten it's on people's profiles so yeah you can kind of determine at that point whether you're even going to swipe right for them do you swipe left if they say they don't want kids yeah and I was going to say it would have to take I was going to say someone special but we all know I mean someone extraordinarily fit (laughs) um for me to swipe right but 
I think if someone had on their profile that they outright don't want kids or that they already have them and they don't want any more, I just don't think I would swipe right. So I wouldn't ever get to the point where that would be like a yeah. conflict. Well, so it's, it's like the same with me, but like the opposite way around, really, isn't it? Like for me, if someone yeah. really wants kids, then that's not the person for me. And for you, if someone really doesn't want kids, that's not the person for you. Yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly earlier when you said they might be great and you might really enjoy spending time with them if you get to that point. But fundamentally, if that is such a big difference, then they are not the perfect person. So you can't be like, oh, but they're my dream person. Yeah. It's just this one thing. Well, if that one thing is there, then they're not your dream person. And that was a really good way of putting it. And that's it, a actually. big thing as well. It's not like it's just that they support a different football team or mm. don't believe in horoscopes or they're yeah. an Aries. Like, you know. <laughs> so... Obviously, like we just said, on dating apps, you can see if they want kids in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, But at our age, quite a lot of people already have kids. Mm -hmm. Would you... Or have you ever dated someone with kids? No, I haven't, actually. Would you? Um, I can't say I would 100% rule it out. But I think one of the things for me is in this ideal fairy tale I've got of when this situation eventually happens for me and I do have kids, I almost feel like it will be so special and exciting for it to be like the first time for me that I would prefer it if it was the first time for them as well and I don't know if it would kind of ruin it for me a little bit if I was all like all of these firsts were happening and they were like this is my third kid so like I don't give a shit anymore it's I've done it twice already (laughs) but I don't know it's a hard one because in the same breath I think I have probably swiped right for people that say they've got kids you said that as if you don't believe them I think I have swiped right for people that have got kids. But to be honest, nine times out of ten, I'll be looking. Because it's very rare that I see someone on an app and I'm like, 100% yeah, yeah, you're hot and everything you're saying is fine. So I'm always a bit in two minds about people anyway. And then it tends to be if I see they've got kids, I'm like, oh, okay, no then. I mean, I can say as someone who already had a kid and then had another with a different person, that whole like new first thing is just as big a deal. You don't get over it. It's not like you're like, oh, I've already done this. Like, it's just as exciting. Oh, really? Yeah, 100%. Okay. 100%. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, don't rule them all out if you get some... I was going to say, perhaps I shouldn't be ruling out people with kids then. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. I shouldn't be doing that. Look, we're not not awful people, okay? (laughs) I apologise for discriminating against men with kids. I will try not to. (laughs) Although, to be fair, do you remember when I first went on the apps and I gave myself, like, two rules that I was going to go with? And they were, they, they need to be over six foot. And they need to not have kids. You failed on that one then, didn't you? Fucking hell. Failed on both of them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's what I meant. Oh, you're five foot seven. You got two kids. Let's get it on. <laughs> yeah, I think dating someone with kids, I think sometimes people are more open to having more if you get to our big age. Mm. I kind of, I think the problem that I've got is that I, I'm just assuming here. I obviously don't know, but I think men of my age that have got kids are probably just a bit like I've already fucking been there done that with someone like I'm over it how do you find it like so obviously I've got I know a lot of people who want kids and aren't having them either because they're single and they haven't found their person or fertility issues and things like that and I know quite a common thing that people talk about is like the jealousy when your close friends get pregnant and announce that like do you do you get that feeling yeah and I think anyone that is in the same situation as me and says that they don't is lying yeah either to everybody else or to themselves because it in no way shape or form means that you're not happy for those people yeah every time one of my friends has announced it it stings a little bit but there is not even one percent of me that doesn't want that for them or doesn't think they deserve it I am never anything but 100% happy for them. And I think that's part of why it stings because Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is so perfect and so lovely and brilliant for you. I want that too. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of people lie about that as well and say, oh no, like I'm fine about it. Like it doesn't bother me. I'm just happy for you. Like you can, it is possible that you can be 100% happy and Mm -hmm. a little bit sad for yourself and a little bit jealous. It doesn't make you a bad friend, doesn't make you a bad person. It certainly doesn't mean you care about your friends or the person that's announced it like any less or want any less for them. No, not at all. It's just, it is is just a bit of jealousy where you're just like, like, I want that. Why is that not happening for me? Like I've had it with engagements and things like that. You know, when your close friends get engaged, you get married or just living these perfect relationships. 
it is you do have that moment of like I'm very happy for you but why not me <laughs> like it's it's nothing about them yeah when me and my ex split up three years ago it was 10 days before Christmas and then two of my friends announced on Christmas day that they got engaged oh god and I was I was so happy for them but this was at the point where I was having like seven baths a day and couldn't even wash myself and then when I read the messages I was so so happy for them but I was just like oh my god I want to die yeah (laughs) that's rough when it happens just after it was rough but there was there was not a part of me that was like I wish they that hadn't happened or I wish they hadn't told me like I wanted to share it with them but you know like just mentally it was quite hard but yeah like it doesn't there wasn't any even in that really low point of my life there wasn't a part of me that was like I wish that hadn't happened it was lovely I think it just kind of serves as a reminder of what you haven't got doesn't it it's not that you don't you're not so happy and want to celebrate that person but it just sort Mm. of it just yeah like hammers home oh I don't I'm not anywhere near that like Mm. that's not even well it's the same like to being in my life even when you know when you watch like stupid TikToks of like couples that are together and it makes like me and you always message each other and say like I'm so alone (laughs) it's it's like that times 10,000 when you've just been dumped and your friends get engaged at like the same in the same week Uh, and it's not anyone's fault and it's obviously nothing but a good thing but it does just make you a bit like no I want that too I actually fell down a fucking mental TikTok hole the other day which is kind of relevant to what we're talking about (laughs) okay that's good people who have those reborn babies oh like I know that their original design is for people who have like experienced a loss of a child Mm -hmm. or a baby but there's these people who have like full accounts on TikTok who like post their like morning routine and it's like oh, he woke me up really early this morning. It's like, no, <laughs> he's a doll. He woke it's me just, up really They literally put shit like that on there. And I'm like, mate, like I understand if this is something you need, but. Mm. Do you think they just set an alarm for like three o'clock in the morning that goes off and they're like, oh, the baby's awake. And there's just. I like, honestly no think so. Yeah. They had loads of criticism because obviously like well, not obviously, I don't think it's obvious, but they're like buy, they go to the shops and literally buy like formula milk and mix it up and then I guess throw it away. And obviously there's a huge formula shortage at the minute and they're buying up nappies and there's like yeah. a massive nappy shortage. And it's like, okay guys, it's, yeah. See that's it's mad. Like whatever gets you through the day, like whatever helps, if you've, especially if you've gone through something like that and it's like a real trauma response, if that helps, yeah, it helps. 100%. But I just can't ever imagine. It's like when you're a kid and like you're playing make believe with your friends and you get like really involved in it and it yeah. like, almost seems real. But I just think as an adult, I could never get so lost in like a made up scenario like that that it would actually help. I'd be one of those <laughs> people that would have the baby and I'd be like, fucking around like chain wiping its ass or something for 10 minutes and then I, I would sudden I would do that I'm so alone thing because I'd be like I'm in my fucking bedroom with a plastic <laughs> baby wiping its ass and it hasn't even shit like that would be a I'm so alone moment for me if I had one of those dolls yeah I mean you say that we can't get into that level of like imagining things are real um but that is pretty much our relationships recently yeah I did have a pretty intense like seven day long period of really fully believing that I could end up with Matty Healy oh he is such an ick he's like I don't know how to deal with this because I literally one day he is a tick and then tomorrow he'll be an ick and then he's a tick again and then he's an ick and I've never been so 50 50 on someone in my life it's a problem well thanks to you my fucking for you page is absolutely (laughs) screwed on TikTok because it is 90% Matty fucking Healy and like I scroll past them so quick so I'm like no I'm trying to get the algorithm to learn that I don't want this man there but he won't leave God, that video of him snogging that bloke did things for me he's back in the tick camp because of that at the moment just from that video yeah, yeah. right. it was the fact he went in for a second kiss anyway should we go back to talking about kids <laughs> She really was in another in another world then. That was quite impressive yeah. to look at. Sorry. <laughs> um, so like I just I'm trying to like I don't know, I've never really been in the position, obviously, of like dating and knowing I really want kids. Mm-hmm. And like, do you worry about like sharing that you really want kids with a potential bow? Um I don't worry about it because I feel like I want them a healthy amount. I completely understand 
for some women that it can kind of take over and it can literally be mm-hmm. like all you want and there's absolutely no judgment on that at all I don't feel like I'm there yet but again it comes back to I want the whole unit I want I th- again yeah. I, I think it's because I haven't got a particularly great relationship with my parents so for me I really crave a family and I know there's no such thing as a normal family but yeah. I really crave a situation where I have a partner that loves me and I love him and we love each other so much that we want to have a baby together and love that um yeah so it's not something that I would meet someone and be like I need to have a kid with you really soon because that's that's that baby isn't the top of my list the relationship and the baby are equal and I just want to meet someone where that goes hand in hand like most relationships do like obviously it's that's really healthy yeah it tends to be normal that you meet someone and that's just what happens isn't it like you kind of move in together and then like obviously not necessarily in that order but it tends to be you move in together you get married you have a baby so yeah it's not for me it's not something that I feel like I'm I'm so desperate for that I can't think about anything else so somebody needs to know because I'm going to want to do it very quickly I just want the whole unit so once that situation starts to fall and I mean I'm I'm sure I'll need to have a conversation if I start dating someone and I really like them and he really likes me like I'm gonna have to have a conversation that will be along the lines of I am effectively running out of time I don't have the luxury of being able to enjoy your company for two years and then get married first like I I am limited on time but that also doesn't mean that I need to have a conversation with someone that I've been on three dates with and say if we're still together in three months time I want to start trying for a baby like I'm (laughs) it's I'm not quite there yet if you know what I mean yeah no totally you're not like first date you're like spurn me up (laughs) spurn me up I'm going to get you a t-shirt that says, no, I'm going to get you a pair of knickers that say, spur me up on them. Oh my God, please, can you? That will make me so happy. Yes, obviously. <laughs> and I'll wear, every time I have a third date, I'll wear them. And I'll be like, this is the conversation to <laughs> have now. <laughs> oh my God, imagine like really sexily undressing for a guy and just on the front of your pants, it's just spur me up. No, he'll literally be like, what, what does that say on your knickers? And I'm like, spur Burn me up, bitch. It's time. And then on the back, it will just say, not this side. <laughs> yeah. Long <laughs> hole. Because up the bum, no babies. We all know that. Yeah. I'll have to, like, scoop it out on my bum and stick it up. Oh, uh, right. Oh. I'm really glad, <laughs> listeners, that they couldn't see the actions you were doing as you said that then. Because that was a lot. Can I j- just formally apologise, firstly, to Mia for having to visually witness that. And secondly, to the listeners, I haven't slept <laughs> at all can we just blame it on that and I will not talk about scooping spunk out of my arsehole and putting it up my fanny so I can have a baby ever again I mean you just went straight back there and gave more detail so sorry I'm gonna stop now I'm gonna stop yeah it's pro for the best was there anything else we needed to cover no I don't think so I think that's it I want a baby if you have a cleft palate scar and roll your sleeves up and speak French and a six foot and don't hate me and you want to have a baby get involved hit me up put a baby in her spunk her (laughs) up do you fancy spicing things up a little bit oh yeah i thought you'd never ask Mm, well i just thought we could maybe do something new with the potty okay do you fancy playing fuck marry kill oh (laughs) yes what a shout (laughs) let's do it let's mix things up a bit why not do don't want to be predictable right you're going first all right number one <laughs> santa claus oh. number two Lindsay lohan pre-breakdown or post-breakdown now because she is looking fit oh, it literally says pre-breakdown yeah i know but i'm just saying like this these cards are from a while ago we've established that no because there is one that says post breakdown as well yeah but i mean like now now oh okay fuck me <laughs> also i kind of feel like it's a bit gross that we're even discussing someone's mental health and whether yeah. you'd fuck them or not but you know okay and the last one is morgan freeman oh that has put a spanner in my works has it only because imagine morgan freeman dirty talking you with that voice nah oh it's it would be like is no (laughs) just no just no 
Oh. It's like saying, can you imagine David Attenborough dirty talking you? Like, no, his voice is made for documentaries. Yeah, but that's David his... Attenborough. Morgan Freeman's got a sexier voice than Attenborough. Yeah, but it's still too documentary-like. He doesn't do documentaries. <laughs> Am I thinking of the right person? Morgan Freeman, he played God in Bruce Almighty. Yeah. Well, no, he does, like, car adverts and stuff, doesn't he? Like, Not that I know of. <laughs> I'm sure he's done a car Has his career really taken a nosedive? <laughs> I'm sure he's done. You know what I mean? He does like official, he's not going to be like, spunk me up and his little voice, is he? His little voice. I don't think anyone's ever described Morgan Freeman's voice as a little voice. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, well, answer the damn cue. I'm going to marry Lindsay Lohan. Pre-breakdown. So this is Mean Girls, Lindsay Lohan. I would marry Lindsay Lohan yesterday, today and tomorrow. Okay. Um. Oh... I right. mean, you need to think about this. Yeah, I'm not going to be very happy with this, but I know I have to. I'm going to have to fuck Santa Claus because I can't <laughs> kill Santa. I was just about to say, if you kill Santa, you ruin everyone's life. Everyone's life. <laughs> everyone's life. <laughs> so dramatic. Everyone under the age of 12. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to have to fuck Santa. And also, like, you know, intriguing. Really? Um, he's just he's a fat old man. Well, wouldn't you want that? Actually, I thought of another really specific celebrity crush, but only in a certain role earlier. Kurt Russell as Father Christmas. So I'm going in my head. The fu- the Santa Claus that I'm fucking is Kurt Russell. Okay, fine. And then, sorry, Morgs, I love you, and I do. I'd love to know how it would be to have you tell me to sit on your dick in your voice, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna happen. <laughs> sit on my dick. Is that how people normally talk to you? I've had a lot of men say that. Oh, a guy tried to be cute to me earlier, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, then it didn't work. He said that this isn't about me sitting on his lap, and I was like, just like, oh, you spelt face wrong, and he was like, no, I was actually like trying to be nice. <laughs> and you were like, oh, fuck off then. <laughs> I was like, oh, are you okay? Are you ill? <laughs> Who are you? Right, um, shall I go? Yeah, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> the local postman. Do you even have a local postman? Nah, can I pull again? Because I haven't even got a postman. How do you get post? I don't know. It just appears. <laughs> <laughs> you have a postman. <laughs> oh yeah, but I've like never seen him. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing you've ever said. I meant it just like goes down because our letterboxes are all downstairs. So like he never has to come up to the house. That was what I meant. It just like goes down there. <laughs> my post gets delivered magically. <laughs> she lives in Hogwarts. It's by Owl. This is my first. Amy Schumer. Ooh. I do not like her. No, no one does. All right, fine. Next. Your next door neighbour. It's really getting local on this one, isn't it? Yeah, that's not good. I've had a row. With... All right. Uh, actually, I've had a row with him. <laughs> on both sides uh and I then mean, oh, sometimes a hate fuck is just what you need your school sweetheart oh my god what is this why are none of them famous i don't know but i'm liking it my school sweetheart whoa that was my first proper boyfriend who unfortunately is no longer with us um oh well it's immediately not funny <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna kill amy schumer yeah i'm going to oh oh no actually i'm gonna kill my next door neighbor because he's a douchebag. I'm going to fuck Amy Schumer. Okay. And I'll just close my eyes and make her be quiet. And then I'm going to marry my high school sweetheart. Because he was my first boyfriend. Oh, so. cute. Is that who you lost your virginity to? Yeah. Oh. Cute. He was nice. I always think that must be like, I know, I don't know. I've seen people who like end up marrying like the first guy they're ever with. And such a big part of me would just be like, what a waste of fucking time. <laughs> Like, what have I been doing all these fucking years that I end up coming back to you? Oh, I thought you meant, like, they just get married and, like, that's the only person they've ever been with. I was like, why would that be a waste of time? No, they, like, break up and move on and then come back to each other and it'll just be like, ugh. Yeah, but that's all bollocks, isn't it? When people are like, oh, right person, wrong time. No, bitch. If it was the right person, it would be the right time. Don't go back to the ex. Oh, there's still one that I would go back to no matter what. If you say the V word. No, obviously not him. It's the boyfriend (laughs) from years ago. He'll always have my heart. Grow up. Are we doing a call out on this one? Yeah, because I still want people to send me their problems. (laughs) No one. No one wants you to help them. (laughs) Please, even if you just make one up, can you just give me a one problem that we can talk about? (laughs) 
out next week. <laughs> Even if it's just, you know what? If this makes you feel better, just make up something fucking wild just yeah. so she feels better about herself. And then we'll never ask again and you don't have to listen to this. That's a dangerous game to play. That is a dangerous game to fight. Sorry, my like default setting is to just threaten <laughs> someone. <laughs> and I realise you can't really do that like virtually for a start. But also if you actually want people to do something for you. Please, can you just help us? Please. We really need help. Um, you can email that to I'm good actually podcast at gmail. No. I'm good actually pod at gmail.com. Or you can DM it to us on Instagram if you so feel inclined to do so. And that is at I'm good actually podcast. And we're now on TikTok. Oh, we are. I'm good actually. I think it's called. I should have checked that. Let's go with it. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. We're also lined up for a couple more awards next week, so we'll let you know if we win them. Yes, I need to go. Posted. I need to go to sleep now. Okay, I've officially yeah, lost do. the plot. I need to go to bed. <laughs> okay. Well, I love you. Oh, who me? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were doing the love you bye thing. <laughs> I just wanted you to know I love you. Oh, okay. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> And I love you too. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. All right. Let's get Mush to bed. Okay. Love you. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye.